basically pivot their pivot their whole lifestyle and actually think about why they're doing something and focus uh, focus more on getting stronger as opposed to necessarily leaner and understanding and educating that the, that the two aren't necessarily um, one in the same. Welcome to the Kind Boss Podcast, brought to you by Outsourcing Angel, an Australian-based social enterprise that specializes in helping business owners free up their time and reduce staffing costs, while helping to create employment opportunities for people in developing countries. Visit OutsourcingAngel.com today. Now, let me welcome your host, Lynn Padetti. I'm your host, Lynn Padetti. Today, we'll be speaking to Roy Hanford, director and founder of The Fit Project. Fit Project is a multi-purpose wellness company that connects coaches to clients and clients to communities. The mission of The Fit Project is to help everyday Australians lead healthier and better lives. Listen on as Roy shares his journey on his mission to helping 2,000 Australians get fit for life and his journey in running a fitness business. And welcome to another episode of the Kind Boss series. And today I have Roy Hanford. Welcome, Roy. Hey, Lynn. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no worries. So, Roy, you're in Melbourne right now and you look warm. <laughs> it's pretty fresh down here this morning. I think it dropped to seven or eight degrees this morning. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it started to warm up slightly, but it's not going to be too warm today. So, I've got my, my down, a nice jumper on, something covering my head. Yes, yes, yes. And that big smile of yours. So um, uh, behind you, I can see gym equipment and I know you run a gym, a gym, and I would really want the audience to really learn about your journey and how you decided to get into the gym business. And um, what was it like at the beginning? Cool. So uh, I got into, I guess, the fitness industry a little over six years ago now. Uh, the running of gyms uh, four years ago, starting in commercial spaces, and then three years ago, launching my own uh, launching my own purpose built facility down here in Melbourne. And why uh, I've always, I guess, had a affinity to movement, mm-hmm. um, breath work, and um, that has, yeah, I guess, always been. Um, part of who I am and, and, and what I do. And I guess the, the main catalyst for me jumping into the industry was uh, last time we connected, I told you a bit of my backstory, but um, uh, I was working sort of like a, a corporate salary job that was really safe. And I just uh, got to a point where I'd, I'd had enough of that climbing that ladder and uh, had to go out and, and stick to my guns and my passions. And here we are, 2020 with gyms closed nationwide. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers to that. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what, what, what were those challenges? What were some of the challenges when you first started in the gym? Because I, ha- I have some friends who actually bought a gym. You know, um, there's one thing to love fitness and there's yeah. another thing to actually run a fitness business. So I would love to hear some of the challenges you face in, at the beginning. Uh, well, the challenges are daily. Uh, um, and if, you're, if your friend's listening, um, they can empathize many gym owners or even just business owners, there's always, there's always a challenge um, uh, daily. First challenge I would say would be, um, I guess, deciding what to do and then the next steps because being in business, and you'd know this, running your own business, business, much like life, 
uh, is always going to throw you a curveball. So you might have the best business plan, strategy, uh, forecast, etc., cetera, uh, and then something will happen like a global pandemic yes. uh, in one extreme or, um, you know, council, a local council will just will hold up um, you know, granting your, your your permit for application to open, and that that pushes the timeline out, which um, you know pushes basically everything out. Uh, so little things can snowball really fast in terms of in terms of a challenge. I think the main uh, the main challenge we had opening the Fit Project in Brunswick would definitely be um, bridging the gap between. It's one thing running a commercial space and running someone else's gym uh and it's totally something else when it's yours <laughs> elaborate uh, uh so um you know collecting a uh collecting a paycheck um from a from a company and and you know um managing staff but always knowing you're going to have a paycheck versus uh opening up with staff uh and i guess putting putting their needs um and making sure that they get paid before you get paid um as a startup is uh, is challenging on a number of levels because you're always looking at um, cash flow. So cash is king, cash in the bank is king, but then also making sure you've got enough cash left over to fulfill your needs, but you're, you're not just responsible to yourself and collecting that paycheck yourself. You're responsible to, to uh, paying other people, um, yeah. which is a big, uh, a big difference in terms of a startup and, and going in, going in for yourself. Yeah. And how have you been able to differentiate yourself from so many gyms out there, so many fitness centers that are popping up? Um, and yeah, I definitely could just see more of it. I'm not in the gym industry, but I'm, I'm assuming there's just a lot more of them. So how have you, you know, been able to stand out and, and keep your clients coming back? So the, the number one big thing for us uh, has and always been community. So community first and whether that's, again, like, um, we we do our best to that starts with our staff so we do our best to basically treat our staff like family um which basically means you know we might not always get on but we'll always listen to their input uh and we'll always sort of make up um because they're you know they're one of your, your biggest assets so um uh treating staff like family and not just an, an employee is a big thing um the the second thing with that is again coming back to the community feel is um there are a lot of uh a lot of big box and there's more and more stuff popping up all the time uh our emphasis though is on more of a, a glowing uh glowing going slow going slow approach um and making measurable progress as opposed to um getting in getting involved with those sort of six or eight week challenges you see all the time and rapid results fast uh our i guess unique selling point has always been um, and coming back to what I said before about my affinity, I've always had an affinity for movement and, and, and what that means for the rest of, for the rest of my life is um, how do we get you moving more optimally, um, but also how do we get you moving for the long term as opposed to just, you know, lose four, week, four kilos in four weeks. Um, and I think in terms of the uptake and why we've been able to stick around in a very highly competitive market is there's, there's very much people... I guess the consumer is used to ping-ponging in and out of those challenges uh, and a lot of the conversations we have is I've done X challenge X amount of times before um, and when they come to us they're, they're ready to make a, a whole lifestyle change um, and, and totally the word pivot's been thrown around a lot the last month or so or two months but 
basically pivot their pivot their whole lifestyle and actually think about why they're doing something and focus uh, focus more on getting stronger as opposed to necessarily leaner and understanding and educating that that, that the two aren't necessarily um, one in the same. Oh wow, love it! Yeah, I think you know as a veteran uh, into fit veteran just because i've been long doesn't mean i'm good but for many many years in my, in my early 20s i remember oh i don't know half of my time just wasted in trying to look for the short results but then mm. at the end of the day i still end up like you know gaining it all back and then it's just i realize now there is no quick fix it's just this lifestyle change and it's a it's a marathon and not a not a sprint so i'm glad that you're you, yeah you're not trying to uh, promote and trying to advertise it like that and, and a lot of businesses try to do that to get you in but it's not sustainable mm. yeah so that's even in our um that's even in our company statement i think it's uh the the eight the in in we've got a list of sort of 10 values and one of the thing mm. is like we're a longevity company and we're a longevity company we, we want to be a longevity company for for all of our staff but we also want to be a longevity company for all of our all of our members past, present and future who come through the doors so that um, on the wall of, of TFP, when you walk in, it, it's got our first three things, which is educate, empower and grow. And there are, there are top three values. So our main, our main driver is educating everyone who comes through our doors towards a long-term uh, health and fitness goal, recognizing though that that's different for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. And what's more impressive is I heard that you're actually in the middle of buying another gym. So during this pandemic, when everyone is running away from uh, because of fear and flight and uh, you're yeah getting yourself another gym, right? Well, I mean, we're doing our best. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. The markets, the market's really interesting. And uh, in terms of what it's doing at the moment, but yeah, we, um, we'd sort of started, negotiations on our on our second studio space in february this year and then come march mid-march or wherever it was uh you had government forced closures left yeah. right and center uh so that's a um uh that's an ongoing process but um one we're still still looking forward to to doing when you know there's a little bit more certainty and i know wa and northern territory recently have started making some more moves towards getting groups of people together to exercise um, we'll see what happens there, but yeah, our, our mission is is to I guess educate and empower over two thousand Australians. So part of that's going to be having um, multiple locations in Victoria, yeah. And then uh, the five year plan is to have multiple locations across the eastern seaboard. Amazing. So tell me more about your mindset. Like for someone to still be so positive, and I know you've got multiple projects happening. I know there's an equipment business out there and there's, you know, like your plan to expand. Yeah, what makes you stay so positive? Um, well, uh, firstly, I've got an amazing partner and she's, uh, um, I, I guess you'd kind of put me, if you had to pigeonhole me into something, it'd be like, uh, I guess, in that sort of like visionary thing where it's like, I'm not too concerned around the steps. I just want to get to something and I'll do whatever it takes to get to that thing. So in terms of mindset, once I guess I have an idea, I'll do whatever it takes to make that idea a reality. Um, but then again, coming back to, to, to Joe, who's my partner, um, uh, she's very much the, a little bit more OCD, but also um, a planner. So she bridges the gap between the steps we need to take to get there 
so that's I guess that's that's one having a I guess having a a, a yin to my yang so to speak uh, really helps in terms of making uh, my, my overall mindset in terms of going out and doing all, all this stuff whether it's a, an equipment company or, or multiple locations um, the second thing again in terms of mindset is I again like core to my own beliefs um, is uh, I really believe that, that movement is medicine um, and but purposeful movement so finding finding a why for something and having a deep why and I do in terms of um, uh, ask why so like Lynn if you came into TFP like I want to I've just had my third kid I want to lose four kilos in four weeks I go why and you probably go because I want to fit back into this size and I go okay why and you go because I was that size before I got pregnant with my third kid and I go okay why and you go I don't know because that's what I was beforehand and if if the why I find doing that task with clients and also with basically anything that, that, that I do as a business owner is if the why isn't deep enough, um, it's not going to be worthwhile doing. And I know coming back to that thing about being like, I want to do that. If I can't, I guess, justify it in my own mindset, why that's important to do, then I won't do it. Um, and then I guess the, the third tier thing with that is uh, there's this um, there's this big uh, there's this international event called Spartan Race that happened that happened that's still happening we're well, not happening at the moment with the, with the current stuff and um, that was a really pivotal moment for that because there's a um, uh, the I guess the the Spartan ethos around um, never quitting never accepting uh, sort of retreat. Um, you know, looking out for, for your comrades. So looking back, coming back to that community thing, that was instilled like in me about, you know, five years ago when I broke from, yeah. from the corporate sector. Uh, Cause that was literally like a, a life changing event for me. And I was like, oh my God, like awesome. So how do I, how do I action and execute that sort of mindset every day in the business that, that we run? Yeah. It was a big one. That was a massive I, tangent. Sorry. No, no, <laughs> Sorry. I love that. I really wanted to understand what made you stay positive. And I really do agree with you having a good relationship because I also have a partner who just complements my skill set and we're just happy together. It mm. just helps to be able to battle the, the war that's out there, right? But if you have a shitty household, <laughs> excuse me, my language, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> You're gonna, it's just strange you, you know, I mean, you just need that extra support. And I, and I think it's this time around, um, yeah, during, during the pandemic, I just realized how um, happy I was at home and I was grateful for that. So then it just gave me the strength for business, you know what I mean? And so it really does help. So find the right partner, dump the one yeah. that you have that isn't good for you. <laughs> <It's our message. laughs> yeah. Well, I, yeah. I mean, with that too, like all, I think I'm a, I'm a big believer too that all, all relationships compound so if if again like whether it's a friendship uh, a, a more romantic relationship or even a workplace relationship if if there's an element of that that's that's toxic or or you perceive as toxic it's going to compound and it's whether you do something about it it'll build 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 and then explode versus if you if you if you, again coming back to sort of um, purposeful movement or just purposeful thought processes if you compound and nurture I guess like positivity then that compounds everywhere 
in the rest of your life and the ripple effects are, are more widespread. So, and, you know, again, coming back to, I guess, mindset and even sort of belief structure, like I believe that every, you know, everybody has a choice regardless of, of where you are as a, as a business owner, as an employee, as a, you know, a contractor, you, 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 we, we're the sum of the choices that we make. Um, now, some of those choices are harder given the circumstances that we find ourselves in. Um, but everyone's faced with hard choices all yeah. the time. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Well, before I go into my next set of questions, which I really want to actually help entrepreneurs get fit and I want to ask some tips around that. Um, this next segment is uh, called the high five. So I'm just going to ask you five this or that questions. All about the high, high five. five. <laughs> <laughs> high five. But just five this or that question is just to get to know you on a personal level. Uh, you just choose uh, between the two options and elaborate if you like to. Um, yeah, very simple choices. Actually, it's so simple that it's difficult for some people. They're like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> okay. All right. First one bench press or squats? Squats. Oh, wow. Just so quick. So tell me more. Why? <laughs> Your favorite? Is it the best, most effective thing? Uh, so from a, I guess, putting on like a, a functional coach's hat, uh, it has the most carryover for a broader range of movement patterns and also whether you're dealing with uh, an athlete who wants to improve in any event or a, someone in gen pop who wants to lose a little bit more weight, you'll get more bang for buck mm. squatting and you're benching. Love it. Um, it took... So I've been going to the gym for like, I don't know, over 10 years. And only about a month ago, uh, one of my new PT said that I was doing squats wrong. And I was just like, oh my God, I, yeah, this is why I think everyone should invest in a PT and get it right. Stop doing it yourself. And I've spent many years trying to do it myself and then, yeah, and just went doing it right. So there you go. Thank you. All right. So next question is chicken or beef? Neither. Are you a vegetarian? Yeah, I'm, a, I'm oh straight God. up vegan. I'm straight up vegan. So, no, wow. Neither. Wow. Awesome. Well, I'm a vegetarian. Well, sometimes I bite into a prawn because I'm like, I'm craving for you. Oh, they like yeah. you. But wow, vegan. Jeez. Did you say vegan too? Is that a next level vegan? Oh, no. I just I did like the first. Oh, just vegan. That's wow. Just How vegan. long have you been yeah. a vegan? Uh, so vegan going on over three years now it might even be four years and then i was vegetarian vegetarian five plus years now wow oh my god i can't wait to ask you questions around that later <laughs> number three is seminars or webinars seminar seminar your human yeah. touch yeah Human touch. I was like, I almost wanted to quantify that with like, are we talking post COVID or are we talking during <laughs> COVID? Because again, like education is key. So any, any, I think like any, uh, yeah, I would say like when we do have a choice between seminar and webinar, like, yeah. Would you choose seminar? Yeah. Yeah. Seminar. hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. Yeah. I learned better there too. Uh, yeah. All right. Mercedes or BMW. <laughs> uh, tough one, huh? <laughs> That's a that's a tough one because um, I'm a in terms of cars I'm a Subaru enthusiast so <laughs> neither again and then also I was even thinking about like motorbikes and I was like in terms of bikes I'm a like a Ducati diehard or a Harley diehard so neither. All right, come on! If you had to really force yourself to drive one, which one would uh, you drive? Uh, let's go 
BMW. Ah, nice. Good choice. I have that one, so it's a good choice. (laughs) Number five, uh, chocolate cake or chocolate ice cream? I'm asking a healthy person (laughs) a junk question. Can I do both? No, get me greedy. You've got to choose one. All right. Very, very interesting. Well, that's really good. Thank you for answering my high five. I really got to know you. Now, I want to get into now more like practical tips for entrepreneurs, actually, or people in general. I think that whether you're an entrepreneur or anybody, you need to take care of yourself. Um, So what are the tips for busy entrepreneurs who are also you know, managing their household, especially during this time? How do they get fit? How are they going to, they're like, all right, I need to focus on my health. I want to get fit. What's your first thing you're going to ask them or work with them to get them on the right path? What's the first thing I'd ask them? What's the number one thing that you're not doing right now? Okay. So let's say I said I am not exercising enough. I do once a week, let's say. Let's say that person says that. (laughs) Yep. Uh, (laughs) Do more of the thing that you're not doing. Ah, So we know. We have the strategy. We know. Okay. Well, I guess, so yeah, coming back, if we unpack that, if we we unpack that a little bit more, everyone, everyone already knows. They just don't want to accept it. Mm. And so if, if, I guess as a, as a coach, coaching busy people, because everyone's busy all the time, which is just an excuse that they've, created in their own internal dialogue um giving someone permission or working out the strategy for them to overcome all the workarounds to do the thing that they know they should be doing is the most beneficial thing you can do for an entrepreneur or anyone who's who's too busy navigating navigating stuff and then also letting them letting them know that if they're a a mother of two running their own business running their household they've got their annoying stinking partner around all the time that it's okay to start with just once a week. But next week, what we're going to do is we're going to try twice a week. And then the week after that, we're going to try for three times a week. And then once we've built you and we've developed the strategies based on doing like a time audit of how you spend your time, because everyone's got the same amount of time. Um, we, we, we build from there and that's how we build your strategy. Ah, that is so interesting because I really think that everyone's circumstances are different. Everyone's goals are different. So you would obviously as a coach in your business would go like, what is your goal? What's your why? Then work out a, like, like you said, a longevity plan that is going to mm. get you to stick. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Tell me more about the program then. So like, I'm sure a lot of business entrepreneurs are busy. They're like, all right, just mm. get me the result. Like, you know, I just want to get on it. Help me. Like what, what are some of your options for programs and things that they can still do um, during this time? Uh, so there's a bunch of free resources on YouTube. Literally Google's your, it Google's your best friend. So go busy mom running on business workout. Literally the first three things you'll find there is like a 10 to 20 minute booty burning thing on YouTube. Click the link on that. Go do that right now. If you and increase your frequency, don't go to the second. Because I think when it comes to busyness and lifestyle, uh, we'll always make time for things that we find enjoyable, and we'll always make time for things that uh, we find pleasurable. Because we're 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 pleasure or pain driven creatures. So 
and they they're the two sort of archetypes you find when you when you walk into any any fitness business or even when you talk to any entrepreneur or person uh i'm uh my injury is playing up again i can't possibly train right they've created the narrative of my pain point is my story and that's my obstacle to progressing with my fitness and lifestyle goals versus the person who is like you know maybe likes training too much and overtrains um they're also you know a different a different version of that archetype who really likes the pain that no pain no gain mm. sort of thing right but then there's the person who walks then there's the, there's the pleasure person who just genuinely enjoys training like myself coming back to why I'm smiling all the time. I just love movement. And I know if I have two or three days of doing nothing and I'm hunched over the computer or doing a zoom call like this, my mood suffers, my back, my back sore, so much stuff suffers. Again, my lovely partner goes, get in the car, going for a run or like get in the shed, go lift some metal because yeah. you're a sad sack to be around, go do it. And as soon as that happens, I go from being, sad sack disappointed to hey how good's the endorphins and the serotonins and everything running to my running to my brain so um that doesn't really answer your question around the programming stuff but i think like finding something you can enjoy with people that you enjoy it with is uh is key if one so again like if you're in a partnership um you might really enjoy say spin classes with but your partner might really enjoy I don't know, something like CrossFit. So recognizing that both those, both those two things as training paradigms are, are good for both of you, but they're not going to be good for both of you at the same time. And if your partner's dragging you to a CrossFit class and that's not your jam, you're going to hate it. So you're going to find any excuse to not do anything. And then you're going to have a whole lot of associations with, with exercise and everything like that and vice versa. So uh, find something you enjoy doing that is... Uh, that works for you and is enjoyable. And then also my biggest thing would be work with a coach in a program to hold you accountable. Yeah. So do you have that kind of program right now in your business? Yeah. So we run, um, we run TFP virtual training uh, where we, where we set you up with a coach and they'll program through those sessions for you, do an accountability call with you, give you real time feedback in terms of workouts when you complete them. Um, and then yeah, engage with you multiple times on a weekly basis to to build that uh i guess build that routine into your into your life um and then uh we also run a, a streaming service where people can jump on a zoom call with a coach and live stream with a coach as well um that's how we've pivoted our business yeah so what's your main website thing. is that the the fit project.net.au uh no tfp 2020 is the best way to get okay yep tfp 2020 yep yep.com.au and then you can basically send an inquiry through to any of those streams or if you're just unsure there's a button there so you can just reach out and send us an email awesome i can't wait i can't wait for people to download and get some help because i think you know once you sort out your fitness routine and you feel good about yourself each day it just really helps your business anyway you know you can all you can fight as much as you want in the battleground but if you don't have that if you're not happy and, and healthy you just can't do it. So yeah. yeah. Love it. Love it. Okay. Well, uh, I've got two questions before we go. The my one my one of my question now is since this is a kind boss podcast, what does a kind boss mean to you? Uh, 
uh, a kind boss means to me doing the right thing by your team, even if it's not necessarily the right thing for the business. Uh, yeah, a kind boss to me means um, prioritizing the needs of the people who work with you, uh, sometimes above the needs of the business. Wow. Mm. Um, so, and I guess, yeah, if you're a, if you're a, a company director or on a, on a board of shareholders, I think if the, uh, if there was a little bit more kindness in and around a lot of businesses, um, would have better workplaces and would have better productivity and, uh, you know, would have, I guess, longevity in terms of all of our, you know, the, the people who work with us. Beautiful. Love it. I could even see your <laughs> eyes tearing up there. <laughs> no, it's just probably hay fever, but I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my last, uh, I loved, loved it. Um, my last question for you is what do you want people to remember Roy for? Uh, what do I want people to remember me for? I would like people to remember me with a smile. And what's the dog that you mentioned again? The name of the dog? <laughs> Labrador or something? Oh, Labrador. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. As a Labrador. As yeah. A, yeah. <laughs> so the guy with the big smile. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Well, that's a wrap up, Roy. Thank you so much. I hope that people felt inspired in getting fit. And if someone who's already running a business in fitness, then stay positive and yeah, keep on smiling like Roy. So thank you so much for, for being on our podcast. Thanks for having me on, Lynn. Good to talk. Thank you for joining our podcast today. We hope this interview has inspired and humbled you to be a kind boss. Please don't forget to subscribe to our channel and let us know what you think about our show. If you have any questions, please visit outsourcingangel.com. Until then, stay kind and spread love.